Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. Liberty Council will continue the main health care workers case, even though the Supreme Court declined to get involved at this stage. We're going to be talking about it on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. The U.S. Supreme Court declined to hear the case that we have on behalf of health care workers against Maine in order to resolve the Title VII conflict that is at issue. In fact, what happened in this particular case is the First Circuit Court of Appeals made a circuit split, made a split between the circuits. And the issue here is, can a state create a law that invalidates part of the federal Title VII employment law so that the federal Title VII employment law, in this case, protecting against religious discrimination, doesn't apply. And that's, in fact, what Maine did. Maine's governor, Janet Mills, and her administration they issued a mandate to the employers that required them to get all of their healthcare workers the COVID shot and that they could not consider any religious exemptions, period. Meaning, despite Title VII, which requires that employers not discriminate on the basis of religion, which requires employers, if they get a request from an employee regarding a policy or practice that impacts negatively their faith, the employers have to evaluate that, consider whether there's an opportunity to do a reasonable accommodation, and if there is, they need to implement those reasonable accommodations. But here, the employers flatly denied to even make any consideration, despite the fact they're required to do so under Title VII, and the reason they didn't is because the state of Maine said, if you do, if you follow Title VII, essentially, then you will lose your license to do business and you'll be fined right. daily penalties. You know, it seems like the Supreme Court is staying away from anything COVID-related these days. Um, I guess they got tired of all that with the church lockdowns and everything. But, you know, this is really important that they resolve this conflict that the First Circuit's decision about Title VII has created. Yeah, let me just give you an example. There was uh, an entertainment theme park in Central Florida. Mm-hmm. And it was following a Florida law with regards to allowing people to use its rides. And the Florida law had something in it with respect to making an assessment based upon a person's disability. Well, the person filed suit saying that they were prohibited reasonable accommodation based upon their disability that was required under the Americans with Disabilities Act, a federal law, that you could not discriminate against that person on the basis of their disability because they're protected under the federal ADA law, the Americans with Disabilities Act. The employer, the theme park, said, well, we understand the federal Americans with Disabilities law, but Florida says we have to do something different. That went up to the Court of Appeals. This is the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals that sits in Atlanta, and it governs Florida, Georgia, and Alabama. And the Court of Appeals there said that it doesn't matter what the Florida law says. The federal ADA trumps a contrary law. 
the federal law trumps a contrary state law on the same right. subject matter. So you've got to follow the ADA, not that particular Florida law. That takes secondary place. The primary law would be the federal law. You have the same thing in Maine. So the First Circuit now, up in the Northeast, says essentially, well, the employers, they don't have to consider an employee's religious beliefs. They don't even have to analyze it or evaluate it. They don't have to consider whether it's a sincere belief. They don't have to consider whether they can reasonably accommodate it. They can just flat out deny you if it's based upon religion. Why? Because that's what the state mandate says they have to do. But I don't think General Mills understands that, what you just explained. I don't think she understands that oh, I federal think she law does. trumps state law. I think she does. <laughs> and she thinks she's I above? Think that she's I, above it? I think she thinks she's above the law. Uh-huh. And unfortunately, as long as she gets away with it like this, she'll continue to do it. We sued her during the church lockdown. <laughs> and once we knocked down the California restriction on churches, which at that time was the most severe state in mm-hmm. the country with regards to restrictions, criminal penalty for nearly a year to attend church of any size, then Maine became the most restrictive. It was the second restrictive behind right. California. But then California gets struck down, and that gets struck down at the Supreme Court. And then Maine now is now the most restrictive in the country. And the handwriting's on the wall. Your state's going to fall too. What did she do? She didn't care. She didn't care. She didn't care what the Supreme Court said. She tried to distinguish the Supreme Court. Well, that doesn't really apply. No, it does. It's exactly the same thing. Yours is now unconstitutional. But she didn't care. So it's now it's like who died and made her queen, you know? <laughs> well, that's why some people call her General Mills. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's my nickname for her. <laughs> so and I think it's some people's Nickname for her in Maine as well. Right, right. They have some other nicknames as well. But this well. is we unbelievable. Won't. You know, a governor should be for the people, right, to to encourage and help and protect the people, but she's been doing the opposite. Well, she, remember, in 2021, said something correct, and she said, uh, these healthcare workers are healthcare heroes. Mm-hmm. And that was true. This That's about was, the only thing she said. This was correct, before but... she did the mandate, after the shots came out. Right. But in the spring of 2021. These are healthcare heroes. She was giving them accolades for all their work through COVID. You're heroes. Congratulations. We owe a debt of gratitude to you. And then... Of course, granted, realizing they still had a shortage of healthcare heroes at that time. And they had shortages before COVID. Right. COVID made it even worse because some people, because of COVID, they left. And because of the restrictions, the masking and all the other stuff. They got tired of it. And they had to bring people in to work and pay them money from other states to come in and work in Maine. So they had a health care shortage, and then COVID made it a little worse. And then Janet Mills made it exceptionally worse when in the fall of 2021, she issued this mandate. And these healthcare employees said, no, we don't want to get the COVID shot. We have a religious objection to it. Now, these are people who are the healthcare heroes. Many of them had already gotten COVID, so they have natural immunity. But also what they saw in the months since the shots were deployed, say December of 2020, January 2021, all the way through October of 2021, 10 to 11 months, they saw people get the shots and have adverse reactions. Some of them died from the shots. They treated some of those people in the hospital. They saw people who got the shots 
and they got COVID. So it wasn't stopping the transmission of COVID. So you ask them, why would I get one of these shots? Because I've been treating people who have been injured. I've been treating people who have not been protected by the shots. I have a religious objection to the shots because they're associated with the border fetal cells. So I don't want to have the shots. Some of these were working in the healthcare industry, like one of our clients here, uh, Alicia Lowe, and she for 20 have, plus, right. maybe 30, going in 30 years. And they shouldn't have to have a jab to keep their job. No, and she was working in the ER, heading up the ER. And she, like others, said, no, we're quitting. Uh, we're not going to get the shot. So they didn't quit. They were terminated. Right. Um, and then what Maine did and what some of these employers did was they tried to deny them unemployment benefits, too, by saying that they were insubordinate, so that they didn't get fired. Uh, they, they would not quit. But they didn't get fired, but they were insubordinate, and that was the reason for their separation. They were insubordinate. Violating a mandate caused them to be insubordinate, and so when they would go to the unemployment hearings, they would argue that no unemployment benefits because they were insubordinate. And so some of these people not only lost their jobs of multiple years of service, but they got no unemployment benefits either. And then we filed this litigation on their behalf to try to get an injunction. And we're still litigating this. So the Supreme Court should have taken this case because there's yeah. a clear conflict. I mean, yeah. it's a very clear, very compelling issue. Can a state pass a law or a directive that forces employers to violate a federal law known as Title VII. In Maine, that's what happened with regards to religion. But if Maine can do it, you could do it on the basis of national origin, sex, race. You could do it on anything, any category. And it makes no sense. And it clearly does not jive with the rest of the federal circuit courts of appeal. The First Circuit is out of sync. The Supreme Court should have taken the case. But notwithstanding, we're still moving forward in the lower court against the state of Maine on the First Amendment free exercise challenge against Maine that Maine did not have the authority under the First Amendment to impose this mandate in the first place. So stay informed. We'll continue to update this uh, case as we move forward. LC.org. That's LC.org. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org, where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed and involved. The website again, lc.org.